Welcome to the Latte and Foam podcast, hosted by Kayla and Yana, owners of Lovely Ink Otome Games, helping you to fall in love your way. To support our vision for a more interactive and customizable experience with Otome Games, check out our Ko-Fi account at www.ko-fi.com slash lovelyink underscore Otome. That's ko-fi.com slash L-O-V-E-L-Y I-N-C underscore O-T-O-M-E ko-fi.com forward slash lovelyink underscore Otome. This podcast was originally recorded in video format on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash at latte and foam or check the show notes for a direct link to get the video experience. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Kayla and Yana. We are back with the Los and Foam podcast season two. Woo! I hope you guys are excited because we have like 10 full episodes planned already. Three of which are Starcross Myth. <laughs> so get ready for that. Actually, four. Um, actually, yeah, you're right. Four, four. are going to be because we did the wishes and it went really long. That went to three videos, <laughs> but our punishments, we're going to tighten that up for you guys and make it just one episode. Um, but anyways, today... We wanted to first briefly talk about like where we've been since it's been, I think, five months since we posted a video. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into topics that have been like hot topics in the Otome community from the past time of us being gone, like the last couple of months, um, and just kind of recap on that. But yeah, to start with where we've been, it's just been crazy. Like we mm-hmm. both used to live together, as you know. Um, we're now in separate locations, so that is what the bulk of our time was on. Do you kind of want to <laughs> share from your perspective, Yana? Yeah. So I moved out of Arizona. I live now with my family in Northern California, kind of right outside of San Francisco. Wine country. It's literally been a year. Yeah, she moved first. So like we had a place together. It was like the two-story place, and she moved on to the first floor like last summer. Yeah, like I drove up here a year ago today. And we filmed like a few um, distance <laughs> podcasts. We weren't sure like what was going to happen. I didn't have my place secured yet. Because I wasn't sure, sure. I was like, mm, maybe I'll do like stay for like the summer. And then it just turned into permanent. Yeah, we talked first. Nah, I just don't want people to think like I just like did on Kayla and like I just stopped paying rent. That's not what happened. No, no. She continued to pay rent like all the way through the lease. There's but, no beef, obviously, as we're here. Yeah, we talked. Her and I like had like a convo and then ugh, I think what you said, maybe this September you'll come visit out here. Yeah, she was just here. Like we kind of filmed these out of order. So she was just here in May around Mother's Day to visit her mom. And a couple of days we were able to hang out. Uh, well, actually one day. It just was a really long day. So it felt like a couple of days. Um, that's when we filmed... Um, three of the episodes that'll be coming out this season and then yeah we're gonna do the rest remote which honestly we've kind of decided might be a little bit better for editing purposes audio volume yeah we have such different like voice vibrations so it's really hard when it's on one mic to like set that up so having it separate has been better for us but yeah um i'm still in arizona and i'd love to be in california but i'm here saving some money i'm with my husband we're in like a little studio and he's still finishing up school but after that who knows what the future will be, of course, we would like to be in the same city again. We have a business together. We're fucking best friends. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just where it's at right now. But you guys will get lots more content from us going forward from through this summer. We have so much planned for you guys, not only on the podcast front, 
on my channel. Um, Yana has something she's been working on. Um, I don't know if you want to share it yet. Do you? Uh, yeah, so I've been working on a blog because I read a ton, a ton of manga. I think I, te I text you like once every other day. Like, anyway, I started this new one. Anyway, I started this new one and I have all these details. So I'm going to, Kayla actually fired me. She's like, you should start a blog. You talk about it so much. Damn, shut up. Start a blog. <laughs> no, like, she just say it like that. Kayla doesn't say this. I just never say on anything correctly. But yeah, so we're going to do that. So you should look, I'm looking for that. And then, yeah, there's like a ton for Evermore. We just had a meeting about it the other day. We have so much that we're doing. We just read over one chapter last night to just get back in the groove of being like, where are we gonna take Evermore next? Yeah, so we are going through Evermore again. We're gonna be releasing some POVs is the first thing we decided that's gonna come out again of that. Of course, we're still working on trying to get it up on Steam and that's gonna be really exciting. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, how could I forget? We definitely wanted to say thank you guys so much because the last video we posted, um, we kind of briefly described what was going on and we didn't have it fully figured out yet and we weren't, I wasn't fully moved into my situation yet so that's why there was like a big gap. But we kind of briefly talked about what was going on and what we wanted to do for our next big project, Lovely Ink, which is revamping Snow Kiss Romance, more than revamping, more like just remaking Snow Kiss Romance for Nintendo Switch console first, but it will also be available on all platforms. Um, and in doing so, we need to raise funds to get a demo together and go from there. Um, probably gonna be releasing a Kickstarter once we have the demo ready, but that's another really exciting that's going on. I'm gonna put all of your names on the screen. Thank you guys so, so much for your donations. And if you couldn't donate, just like saying you support us in the comments, that meant so much to us. So thank you mm -hmm. guys. Thanks. But yeah, should we just jump into today's like main topic for the pod? Yes, let's, let's do it to it. Let's do it. Do you want to start with one of your topics or do you want me to start? Um, I can start. So if you've been on our channel before and or if this is your first time, you will just know that I'm a huge Utano Prince fan. Like I talk about all the time. I'm like, that was like, I think my, not my first ever OTM, but my first major console one. It was your first Japanese one, right? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. And I remember, so Kayla and I watched it one time and I was like, I'm just gonna have to get the game. Like you simply can't stop me. <laughs> so season one was incredible, but I was, wasn't a huge fan of the other seasons. But. It was written. Season one was written just fine, and then they um, botched it every other season after. Except for I did watch all the seasons. We watched it together. We did have yeah, a lot of free time back then. <laughs> so I bought the game, and anyways, they've been a franchise for several several years they're now porting a lot of their games over to the switch which i love like this i'm such a fan of it that i buy the second version of the i don't know whatever if you didn't know like it's not like they just come up with this out of nowhere there's a composer that writes all of this and writes the lyrics to all the guys i sing the songs well he's been on it for all these years he announced on twitter um i'll send some post some of the screenshots or kayla will not me but kayla post some screenshots <laughs> he was basically announcing that the princesses of song and how it's gonna be this whole big thing and you can't wait. And then there was obviously a promo website and the fans did not take kindly to it. It was not a like excel a celebratory time. And I actually kind of understood why, like the princes of songs, when they sing out to the girls, the whole thing is saying that the audience or the fans are the princesses. So then to change and say like the princesses of songs and the person who writes the songs in the games is Haruka. She's like the pianist, she does all this. She's actually not gonna be in the Princesses of Songs. It's nothing about her, so it seems odd. Basically, there's two groups. So um, in, in Ujino Prince, there's three groups and they're setting up, like there's, um, the name escapes me right now, but it's like flower time. And then there's like a dark, darker one, like basically like the poppy and then like the 
goth version, like that's kind of how so it's set up. So are you one of the girls in the band or are you like a, or is there a male protagonist? I don't think there's a male know? protagonist. Right now there's not any, inf like there's not enough oh. information. I assume you're actually gonna play one of the girls that's like between the two groups or you can play one of the group members on one and the other half is on the other, which in a sense is kind of cool, but it's weird to call it princesses of songs. What I do know is that essentially you're going through time loops and you're going back in time and kind of going through oh. the whole Shining Satome Academy, which isn't oh, so foreign to Oh, so it's still the same academy? Mm-hmm. It's not foreign to this concept of the game. I cannot off the top of my head remember which game, but in one of the games, Johnny Satome is caught in a time loop and then his younger version comes back and he's actually a dateable rat. I remember you telling me that. Isn't he like cute too? <laughs> yeah, before he's like... Before I, he becomes. It's like eccentric and it's so funny because when you play the games, I actually really like that they go to this detail. Shining, all of the, most of the time when he's talking, all of his words are in katakana, not in just hiragana or kanji, to emphasize like the length of the way he's saying or how exaggerated he's saying. It's kind of like if in English you write it in all caps, like it's like, yeah. like exaggerated speech, it's very boisterous. Um, Basically like that, like he says desu, and it's like the in katakana for desu and su. And it's yeah. So it's so annoying, but it's funny because it's to his character. I think that's a cool deal. Anyway, so in, it's not foreign to them doing that. However, like. I don't know, I think that that doesn't make, that, that could have been its own standalone thing. It doesn't need to take from Uchino Prince Sama. It's a lot of that's in the same universe. And I think even though they did it in one of the games, that's like the main focus that they're going through different periods of time. And that's interesting. I remember when you first told me about it, I was kind of like, that sounds cool. Cause if you think about it, if it's like the same Academy and he produces the Prince of Songs and then he makes just a girl group of a princesses of song, and if I was able to be in the group, I would find that like fun, but it definitely wouldn't be an, it's obviously not an Otome game. It's a different spinoff. And I think that is a, a big contention, contention point with the fans because they want more of the mainline Otome series. And the Utano Prince series in general has been taking a different direction. It's been taking like rhythm games, different mobile games, shovelware type stuff. So I think it's just not the announcement people wanted. I think if had they been like on their stuff about the Otome um, games and those were all up to date and coming out with stuff consistently, I don't think anyone would be, I mean, I'm sure some people would be, but I don't think that there would be such an uproar about this announcement. Yeah, I think it's also because it's coming off the heels of the mobile game being like basically stopped. and Shut down, yeah. Yeah, so, and here's the thing too, I, I think, it would be cool if it's a separate game entirely, if it's, it's a whatever it's going to be, you're going through. I think that would be a cool concept. I think trying to steal, not steal, but take from the light of the populator of what Utuno Prince Hama is, there's already some discourse in that as well. When you think about it, Utuno Prince Hama has seven guys and that's its own thing. And then they decided to expand and have heavens and courts at night. And that was, those didn't go over well. So how you would assume that this was going to go over well? No. And I can understand some fans feeling like we already have like a small amount and now you're just taking even more funding to something else and we're supposed to be the princesses and you're saying that's them and we're not them, you know what I mean? So I can feel, I can see feeling wronged by that. Not to the extremities I think sometimes it goes to, but again, Quartet and I didn't do well and there's not a lot of content for them. I don't, I don't want to see it. Heavens. I randomly saw so many comments on Twitter, people being like, well, we want more Quartet Night. And I was like, I don't. That's you alone. I like Starish. <laughs> I, I need that. you S. Like, I'm all yeah. about the Starish boys. I do not want to see the other 
I know Heavens, I think Heavens was a little more interesting to me than Courts at Night, but I still, it's just too much. Like there's plenty of material with just the main Utena Prince on the cast of the Starish Band. They really don't need to go into the, the extremities of the other characters, especially when they're end up, they, I feel like I saw why they did it. They did it to build up so that they could do a card system and do the gotcha. And now it works well for that because there's so many character models. But for the mainline Otsume, I didn't like it. I feel like it took away. Yeah, and I think with this, I think Heavens would have been just fine on its own because it could be set as a rival. You could do it the same way that obviously they're setting up the princesses one and it's, I could see the packaging for that. You have the Utano Prince and then you buy the other half and it's this and they're not in the same company and then it could be its own stream of games. And I'll say this, as much as I like, you know, the idol series of games, I don't think that there needs to be too many. So like having three groups doesn't make any sense. It's just like have one, then have the rivals, and then you can decide like which side she's gonna go on to. How that would set up that Haruka betrays obviously the main guys and is like, oh, what these ones? Like, I don't know how that would work out. However, it would be an interesting, you know, thing. Or maybe you have a secondary MC. I honestly don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Here's how it would I work. would love that. You know what I think would be so cool is if like you could either choose to be the composer, which is like Haruka's traditional role in her interaction with the band, or you could choose to be like an one of the girl idols within the academy because then it's like a whole different dynamic there's like haruka is like a more behind the scenes whereas if you come to another idol like when you think of in like the k-pop world there's always all that drama like when they're saying jenny and v are dating um and that would be really cool to see play out in an otsume format my yeah opinion. plus i love being like i love having the option to have an into that's more center stage i feel like we don't see that a lot yeah, so I think, again, that's where... And and the thing is, is it's not the first time Broccoli and the, you know, to Prince Sama team has had been met with resistance of being like, do not, we don't want a girls game. This isn't... It's not going to be targeted to men. It'd be one thing if it was, then it's like, this is not... You're not the audience. They're not trying to plug you in. It's very clear that's the case. So it did made a lot of uproar on Twitter. A lot of fans were just pleased by this. They made threads about it. They were, like, not happy. And the composer, of course... And I... As a human, you feel attacked about something that you're like, this is something I'm passionate about. I probably wouldn't tweet about it. <laughs> I would probably just keep that to myself. I would just get offline. <laughs> yeah, because he was just saying that maybe he'll just stop doing all of it altogether and like just kind of went and almost, I don't want to say bratty because I don't know the man, but like definitely wasn't the best way to approach it against. Again, fans are going to feel outraged because if I have a choice between getting more content for a game that I love and not, I'm always going to choose more content. And I don't want bad content, but even that, it's like, I, I love Dreamy Days in West Tokyo. If they were pumping out more content, I'm going to get it because I like it. You know what I mean? Like, I like yeah, the Yeah, they made, like, a spinoff, like, baking game. I'm buying it. Yeah. Like, I'm if, buying it. <laughs> yeah. If they did one. Yeah, they do one where you could be working actually in the cafe and it's, like, a little diner dash in the cafe of Dreamy Days West Tokyo. I'm going to buy it. I want oh my the God. content. That would be How so much fun, How cute would that though. be? Like, you could go to all the different stores. Like, you could work with Ichigo, yes. or you could work with Ryu, or you could work with Haru in the flower shop. Oh, my gosh. That would, would be, be so It would be so much fun. fun. That would be uh. so much fun. And I would take the content. And then, like, kind of in a way, and I don't, I don't, not ever, this is the only time you'll see me really, like, saying where gotchas somewhat got it right. So, I've only ever played Mr. Love, but on the cards where they have, like, the dates, like, there are so many cards, so there can be the dates and whatever. Like, that mm -hmm. makes more sense than... I think that the Shining Live game was very poorly executed. I don't even know how it made it as long as it did. There's no, yeah. like, anything additional to it, whereas at least with Here's a Themis, you're getting dates and all that. That was better. That's why it makes those ones better in comparison. 
There was, um, like, no romance in it, right? And that's, like, the kind of... Again, the whole point of the games are the romance. Like, it's... I don't know where this I feel notion like they're is over not. that. Like, the yeah. people who made the game are over the romance part. Because how long has it been since one of the mainline Ultimate games? And not, like, a re-release on the Nintendo Switch, but um, just, like, the original. Six years, I think. It's been a long... Six years. It's yeah. years. And so I know that they've announced like Dolce Vita. So maybe they're like kind of seeing, again, they're getting bots. Maybe they'll start going back again. This might've been like a, hey, obviously the fan base is still there, but it just like, don't do the gotcha stuff and don't do it where there's no romance. Cause I'm not saying I don't care about Shine and Tome and all that stuff. And I don't care. I don't care about the characters. I don't, the whole reason I liked them was the romance. I don't even know why we're entertaining any of that. I put a sour taste in my mouth, but going back to the composer and like his tweets, so when he said, like, maybe I'm just not going to make any more songs altogether, people obviously ate him up even worse for that. Um, but I do want to say I can kind of feel where he's coming from because I remember, like, you and I had a similar situation on Twitter where we talked about um, thinking that it's okay if you make the gender and pronouns changeable in an Otsume game. And people, like, came for us. They were like, you can't do that. That's not Otsume. And we actually were planning to talk about that a little bit more towards the end of this video. But I can understand the feeling of after getting like ate up by people who you thought were like fans of the same thing as you and supporting you, it definitely can feel like, mm, maybe I just don't even want to associate with this at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can totally understand the feeling or if you feel like something that you're passionate about is attacked, you're just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this at all. So that, that can happen. So I understand. But I definitely understand the fan side because I'm not on the fan side. It's like, we've already said, yeah. no, we don't want this. And like, you're still pushing for it and I'm not going to buy it. So they announced this on April 1st. That's how long ago it was. There's been no update. Like it says the, the, the whole thing is cute. Even the music, I think the music was cute. I'm just simply not going to buy into it, but everything is coming soon and events coming soon. And there's all like about the game and meet the characters. And there's like been nothing else. And it's been almost now two months. And it's like, what do you want? Where is it? Do you know if it's a console game or is it going to be a mobile game or did they not say? I think it's going to be a console game um, from what I, I think I have to reread. I, I'm pretty sure it's a console game. And the thing that was also funny that I totally forgot to mention, a lot of people thought it was a joke because it was announced on April 1st. Oh, this is like the crux of the story. This is why yeah. it was so crazy. I remember we were texting each other like for like an hour that day about this. They literally freaking did it on April 1st. Like, so it seemed like a joke. And so everybody and was like, some people still even think that because it's been two months, like you said, since anyone said anything. But it's like, it was, I don't know, it is. Everything's still up. Too professional. And there's too many assets that were put into this for it to be fake, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm a thousand percent sure they're going to have to either scrap it and take the L on the finances on it, or they're going to like try to recoup anything. Because there was, that's, there's a song that's recorded. Songs are expensive. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way that they put all that money in to be like, oh, well, jokey jokes. Like they haven't been making that much money to be doing all that, so. Also, why specifically were people coming for the composer? Cause like, surely it's not his like I idea or it's not his position to declare how the games are gonna be run. The composer was the one saying that they were, it was their idea and that they're writing the songs and that basically they won't be doing more for Utsuno oh. Free to focus on this. And because the composer was like defending and being like, this is my passion project in mine, mine, mine. It's basically like, because you wanted to talk and be so loud, like how about I eat your ass up? Like that's basically <laughs> what it was. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say about the Utsuno Free drama? Um, no, I know some people tagged some of this site. So the site was a hard to find again and it was basically just reverting to Dolce Vita. Some fix since I texted you earlier about that, but it's still 
who knows what's gonna happen um hopefully they i don't know i don't know i don't say i hope they don't do it because i would if i'm passionate about a project i hope whatever happens that it just has well and maybe they make some improvements to it maybe it's a cool game i don't know i'm just not if i'm not the target audience so I think honestly, um, I might get it <laughs> just because I really like um, like the Hatsune Miku games. Like, I like idol games in general, which I know it's, you're not as into them, but I would get it. But I would definitely much prefer another Otsume game from Utsuno Pre. So I hope that they continue with whatever they want to do, but I do hope they continue with Otsume as well in addition to this project. Yeah. Um, so another topic. Another big company who <laughs> has a lot of games from NTT Somer, their hit title, Obey Me, they announced that they were going to be releasing a sequel called Obey Me Nightbringer. And it came out, I think, like the second week of April. April was like a crazy Otsume month. I feel like so many things got announced. Um, like the Even If Tempest Bandis got announced, like everything. But yeah, so Obey Me Nightbringer. We were confused. But again, me and Yana's don't play Obey And we tried to play it for a video for you guys for a Latte and Foam episode, and we were so bored. It was actually like unwatchable. Like <laughs> we were just like staring at our phone, like, Ugh. like I I feel bad to say that because I know so many people freaking love it. So it's obviously not a horrible game. It's just, it wasn't for us. I don't know. It was something about like the rhythm game. I didn't like it. I felt like it was just like these little bits and bits to trail you along with breadcrumbs and get money out of you. Like I just, it just, the whole thing was like icky to me and you're never gonna get like a romantic ending with someone. So it just, I don't consider it the standard style of Otsume that I like. But because we didn't know too much about the original baby, we wanted to ask one of our friends, Loves of Lauren. We're back again to play some games. Sorry, I'm here, I'm here. How are you coming to my room angry? Who is super into Obami? She plays it on her channel and she's been playing Nightbringer. I mean, she releases updates on it all the time. So definitely check her out, especially if you want to know more about Obami. Maybe you're not sure if you want to get invested in it. Definitely watch some of her videos and you can kind of see and get a feel if you like it. Um, but I'm going to read what she said about it to me because I wanted to get her take on the news. So she said, I was definitely surprised to see the announcement for a new Obey Me game, but the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense. I played through the majority of the game, 78 out of 80 chapters, and personally for me, the game was starting to become a little dry and repetitive. I feel like most of the major plot points had been addressed a long time ago. So with this new game, we can finally get back to a plot-heavy storyline, which I haven't gotten from the OG game in a while. The OG game is about living in the devildom hell with seven demon brothers who were once former angels long before you arrived. While in Nightbringer, you transport back in time to when the brothers were recently kicked off of the celestial realm, heaven, and they have no memory of you. So not only is Nightbringer a sequel, but it's also a fresh start for the developer. And it kind of, to me, based on what she just said, sounds like a prequel. So far, a lot of my audience is enjoying the story and writing. Looks like the choices in the game actually affect the story more unlike the OG game. In my recent Nightbringer video, people commented that their dialogue and choices were different from mine, so that was pretty surprising. Also, the new rhythm game is much more engaging than the previous battle system. A little difficult, but much more fun and less tedious. The biggest criticisms are the new 3D models, they're a little awkward and uncanny, 
and I hate using the word, but cringy, lol. Like there's a section in the game where you can watch the 3D models dance and make TikTok videos, but I know a lot of people, including me, are wondering what will happen with the OG game in the future, and how will the company maintain both? So far, it doesn't look like new chapters are coming out for the original, but it looks like in-game events are still going on the last time I checked. And she goes on to say that was a similar event, like or not similar, the exact same event was going on in the regular Obey Me and in Nightbringer. So that if you weren't quite ready to move to Nightbringer yet, you could still partake in the event. But I do think it looks like they might be phasing it out. So that is like the main thing that she said. Um, do you have any thoughts on that before I go to like her last message she sent? I'll say two things. One, if you're doing something like it's definitely a prequel because it's before everything, I would say like mm -hmm. the continuity is bad because I know that you'll get to in the next comments about like the memories of everything and how that works and I'll have thoughts about that. But I don't see how they could like if they phase it out, they then have to redo the second part of the game. Like you absolutely could not get rid of the first one because if you do, besides the fact the whole thing about losing money, because that's its own thing that we'll get into after we get to the secondary comments, mm -hmm. then you then have everybody, let's say you're brand new, then you want more. So unless they're going to add everything that was from the first and all those chapters so that you can replay them again in Nightbringer, it actually makes it pointless at the, the app, the first app. Second of all, you couldn't because then it's like, I know what's supposed to happen after and now it's gone and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because if they got rid of it, it's like, now this is all you have to go off. And like, if you're a new player coming into the system. Yeah. And it's also weird because one of the things we talked about was why not just keep making it in the same app? Yeah. Like, why not make that the next chapter or next season in the same app called Nightbringer? Yeah. And a lot of people have speculated that on Reddit, that maybe the people who developed it, because... Like, it's a huge company, right? So they're using contractors and different things to develop different pieces of things. And it might have gotten to a point where there wasn't the original person who made the UI and UX there anymore. And it was kind of just being held together by, like, hot glue. Because <laughs> yeah. it was taking a really long time to load, apparently. This is um, not from personal experience, but that's what people were saying on Reddit. So they kind of wanted a clean slate and, a, and just having it run as smoothly as possible. Um, right. but let me see what I had followed up to her. Yeah. And while you're going through that though, it's like, that's again, if you, even if you do contract, you should probably have people that are within the team that can then build on top of that. I'm not saying that it wasn't, those aren't valid issues, but it's like the main core issue is never going to get addressed then. And you're just going to be spending money on two apps. Right. And it's, it's possible they weren't even contracting. It could just be one developer that did it. I have no idea their inner workings. That's just like kind of like the rumblings, what people were thinking. Yeah. And I could see how that would happen with such a giant game. Cause like even with our game, like the organization, like going back to something we organized like years ago and then trying to add on, it's a lot. And our game isn't even as much content cause they're making like all these different campaigns. Like it could probably get so messy and like hard yeah. to like sift through. Um, so I could see that. But I said, we were so confused as to what Nightbringer even was, and this was really helpful. We will definitely check out your video. I'm surprised they went to 3D models. So when she first said that, I thought she meant that instead of ever having the 2D sprites, it was always 3D models. And I said, do you feel like people could start at Nightbringer without having played the OG game at all? Also, how do you feel about the inability to bring in-game currency over to the new game? Or was there a promotional time where you could do that? 
and what about stuff from the old game? And I said I also wanted to ask if they did anything to bridge the two games together or was the release completely out of nowhere to fans. She said the 3D models are funny to me really. The story mode of the game is still the same 2D visual novel style, luckily, but 3D just appears inside content. So when you start the game, you get asked something like, do you know these seven guys? And they show you a picture of the brothers. As a joke, I said no. So the game gave me amnesia. And people in the comments told me that when they said yes, their characters get to keep all of their memories. So I'm thinking that this might allow for anyone to jump right in if they wanted. It would have been nice to transfer items and in-game currency, especially since I've put actual money into this game, but overall, personally, I'm not too bothered by it. I don't think there was any promotions that allowed you to transfer any items. The only thing that stands out to me is that they started to hold special events that made it easier to progress through the game without using resources or spending money. For example, you have to use AP energy to play through the chapters. When you run out, you either have to just wait or you can use your items or use money to refill and just continue. So during this special event, they completely got rid of the AP system so that everyone could play nonstop for a while. I could be wrong, but feel like this was their way to get people ready for Nightbringer. So far, I feel like the Nightbringer has been pretty generous with items, but I'm sure that could change the more that you play into the game. And then she said she's not sure if, like, if the games were bridged together because she's three chapters behind the current. Um, and yeah, that's all that she said about it. Um, and she didn't seem like she was too bothered by the thing that happened and having it switch over and she was okay with it and ready for a fresh story. There were, however, a lot of people in the Obey Me Reddit that were expressing like just a loss for the original. They preferred the music, they preferred the sound effects, they missed the original game and its UI. And other people were just kind of coming in and bashing them and just saying like, well, it can't stay the same forever. And like, what do you expect? If you spent money, it's gone with a gotcha. And they were just kind of mean. <laughs> so that was something I was kind of surprised to see. But yeah, I think it's kind of mixed opinions overall. I'll say this, if you can keep your memories, that actually just further proves the point of like, they can't get rid of the other one. And also, I don't know how, I don't remember, but it sounds like you started brand new into like Devil Dumb when you go. So if you have your memories, that actually makes no sense. Even if you time travel, that's a linear thing. Like that means that you time travel and you come back with memories and being like, I can't believe I never remembered you. Like that makes literally no sense. They didn't remember you and that's bad writing. I don't, you can't convince me it's not. You know? They apparently tried to fix it in the writing. I can't really attest to it because Lauren hadn't played that far into the game yet. And in Reddit, it, they had said, oh, like by chapter seven, everything makes sense. And seven I was just chapters? Like, no. Okay. <laughs> uh. So apparently it's possible, but I would love to know what you guys think about this because we're not huge Obey Me fans. So I more so just wanted to see like more people's opinion on this because we were going down a rabbit hole, like looking through Reddit, looking at people's tweets, you know, going, talking to Lauren. And it's just so confusing for me to figure out. I, I think sometimes too, like I, I wouldn't go in on, in on somebody being like, what do you expect when you go with gotcha? There, there is truth to it in saying like, whenever you're spending gotcha and there's several games now at this point to prove that that's, Mr. Love had a spinoff game and that one got shut down. Any money you spent on that was gone. You know, Uchino Prince Sama, A3. I think there was another one. I can't remember which one, you know. Um, there was whatever, whatever. I, I feel like Nightbringer was in competition to how much traction the other 
I cannot think of the game's name, but it was basically like, oh baby, we did a video on it. Yeah, we did. It was our last Let's Play News video. Uh, it was like... I don't know what it's called. Um, and I, Yeah, Kayla's gonna look it I up. I can get it. And then she'll say it YouTube and then she'll be correct. But I think it had to be some part of response to that and getting better writing because that was a lot of people's biggest, biggest comment, even to us. Like, well, the writing is so much better in this game and the writing and the plots and all that. So obviously they kind of took the feedback, which is good. But, you know, when you are doing gotcha, yes, this is true. Once Genshin Impact, like, you're sinking, there's people sinking 20K, 10K, five, you know, $2,000 in an hour within these games. And, and the biggest payoff is only just a photo or whatever. So I'm not here to, st I'm not here to stop you in your leisurely things. I will say yes. I just won't, I don't think to say like, well, what did you expect? If I am paying though for a product, I'm expecting them not to dick me over for this. And I've been a long time fan. So that's different. I'm the reason you can do the second game, so. Yeah, and considering like, nefarious things like gambling and stuff are not allowed in the U.S. with apps and it really toes the line in my opinion gotcha we had like a, I think our first latte and foam episode as a podcast ever was about gotcha in general so definitely check that out for like more of our thoughts on it but yeah at, in a sense like it's just people who if this was their first gotcha came they got got like they didn't know that that's how gotcha is but if you know how gotcha works and you've decided you're cool with it and you want to spend the money on it like you then like have this hard opinion of like, well, you should have known because I know. But yeah. if that's someone's first experience with Gotcha, like that freaking sucks. And the game is called Arcana Twilight. Yeah. So I yeah. So I think that's like in response, and I agree. Like, again, I'm not. I'm personally not ever. I'm not going to buy into Gotcha. I think there's a difference between because sometimes the comic could be like, well, that's the same thing as CGs. Like, I'm if I'm paying for a note to make game. Even in like when I bought Oat to make games, the CG is just one part of the entirety of the game. Like when I play Tokimeki, you do get photos of the characters, but I'm also playing an entire game and I'm serious and it's going to end with me on the route that I chose and, you know, those kinds of things. So that's why there's a huge difference. There's imagery in every single game, of course, but the image isn't the game. Like, and let's talk about this. Let's talk about the fact that Everyone gets so mad if you share any kind of CG, even if there's no plot spoiler in it, it's just a general CG of them like together. And I find like, I understand that people, maybe they like wanted to be surprised by the image. I can totally get that. But to me, it's not a spoiler. Like if I see something, I'm not gonna, unless it's a spoiler, I'm not gonna <laughs> just write off the whole game and never play it. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like I just found that cut to be a little bit, I see some people get really freaking mad about it and then other people are like, who cares? Cause it's like, the story is the content. Like what's, how we get there is the content. Like, of course, you know, they end up together. It's like, oh, to me, but. I think, yeah, I agree. I think some CGs are definitely meant to be promo and it's easier because it's the like general thing. Like one of the CGs that we post about Hero is like him at doing, or at a concert. Like that's what Hero is. So it's not a shock. I think sometimes there are yeah. spoilers, route ones and stuff. Here's what I, I don't like. If you're gonna post a CG, fine. Stop posting the entire content behind the thing. Like, don't, you're telling everyone like the entire plot and the lead up to it. And it's like, I love that this is how we got from point A to point B. And I'm like, okay, that's Yeah, it's when that's people share the like the actual plot point. Yeah, it just happens yeah. to be the CG is now mixed. And so it's like, not only did you ruin the CG, you then also ruined the plot. I'm more mad about the plot thing, so it's like, but with Gotcha, there's less of that because there's no, there's not always really plot behind it. So it's like, I don't like to 
I don't necessarily, again, you like having the photos, I like having the photos too. I'm just saying like, that would be my only ever combative. Like I spent like $400 to get this photo and it's like, and I just Googled it in two minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, that's the thing. Cause there is no plot behind it. It's like, if the image is the whole thing that you're trying to get, that makes no sense to me. Like there has to be more to, honestly, you shouldn't be like trying to gamble for a story even. It just like either buy the story or don't. Like it's, I don't get it to me, I never will. And I'm never gonna freaking understand it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just us that's and just the how we that. feel. <laughs> Going into more stuff that people were like, oh, actually since we touched on sieges, I wanted to talk about this. Um, they released in Japan, like the announcement trailer for the, I think it's called like Sweet and Spicy, the fan disc for Cupid Parasite. And there are so many CGs. Like, are there any CGs left in the game? Like, how is every CG a promo CG? I've seen like 20 CGs from that trailer. Uh, yeah, I, everybody released. And then they just released every information possible about the game. And I guess it's like, well, if you played the game, then you already know what it, I know who the secret character is, I'll say that. But like that game took me so long and I simply won't ever play that game. Like, I don't, I don't hate on you, Ultimate Girl is good for you. I simply never want the time to play all that. I don't want to do it. I, in the time it took me to play Snow, Snow Kiss, in the time it took me to play Starcross Myth, it took me to just play Shelby's route. That's crazy. It takes way too long. I only played Skill and I enjoyed it. I really liked the theming of the game. I remember putting it as like one of my top games of the moment when I did like a Twitter thing, but I kind of want to retract that because I only ever played Gills. I, sometimes I feel like Voltage games are too short or a little lackluster in the plot. And then with Osme, I just feel like they go way too plot heavy and it's just too long. So it's like, that's kind of like with our mission with Lovely Ink is to really deliver something in between that's really high quality, the art looks beautiful, and you're getting a story that's amazing, which is like what a lot of people love about Otsumi, but you're getting it in like a little a little bit more concise, a little bit more romance injected, and at a more accessible price point, like Voltage. Yeah. So, yeah. The next topic that we had um, was more stuff on Twitter that the girlies were getting upset about, and that was the Charade Maniacs live stream. And this also happened around April Fools, if I believe. Yes. So Ultimate, and I think it might have been technically Idea Factory. I can't remember which one of the two, but they announced for Axis. But they all collectively work together, so it's not. It's not. I don't like. Sometimes people will say on Twitter, like, "Well, it was this group." Like they all work hand in hand. If you don't think that the three of them are like, yeah do it like that's crazy <laughs> um so they were announced saying hey we're gonna have this like huge big announcement Ch tune in and it's for like the new game and like charade maniacs had already been out in Jap in japanese in japan so it's not like this huge thing sometimes like i think some like obviously the english-speaking fans would not be um hip to it but the ones that read both in english and japanese they knew already what's the tea either way doesn't matter um <laughs> so they say that there's going to be this um, stream coming up and they have all the fans get up like mega early. People are saying, I got up three hours early. I stayed up really late, blah, 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 blah. And there's just this thing saying like, we're waiting. And it's like kind of static TV and yeah. like sitting on the edge of your seat, like what's going to happen, what's going to be announced, blah, blah, blah. I think in total, it was like an hour and a half long wait time. And finally- And people like were missing work or yeah. like had to leave. Yeah, and also just in the future, don't do that guys. Like no game, <laughs> like no matter whatever, even if they're streaming something, don't, I, the best thing I could say is don't go on Twitter and then wait till it's on YouTube. Like I don't miss work for anything. It's not worth it. 
And don't tweet about that you're missing work also. Like, just stop telling people <laughs> yeah. that stuff. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm saying I don't want your job to find it and be like, this is why you relate. Like, just. Yeah, friendly advice from Latte Info. I'm not <laughs> judging, but just. <laughs> um, so, anyway, basically, they um, announced, and it was a very, like, two minute thing of, like, a almost a joke saying, like, it's charade maniacs. And everyone, like, lit idea factory up and their apology was so horribly lackluster they were like so sorry like didn't know that everybody would like freak out lol and it's like you knew what you were doing and and apparently they were like purposely being rude like the people who was running the stream in the comments yes they were being match the theme of the game yeah they were being rude in the comments and they were like oh i guess it didn't land well like okay i you're that's not an excuse to me that's just piss poor management but okay um, and again, if you don't know what Charade Maniacs is, I actually thought the idea itself sounded cool. And I think this because I like Danganronpa. So I thought, again, I got tricked in believing that it was that was what it was. Um, it's not. Uh, so basically the premise is in the near future, summer break is around the corner. Hiyori Sena, a sophomore in high school, is was li- living a peaceful life. One day, as she was walking home with her childhood best friend, a masked figure appeared before them. And if you've been, a, if you're a woman, you just know when you see a man anywhere in the street, you're scared. <laughs> the two the two were abducted and taken to a strange world with two moons. When they awoke, they met nine others in the same predicament. In their confusion, the mysterious figure began to speak. Welcome to Arcadia. In this world, if you perform for us, your wildest dreams can come true. In order to find their way home, the group was forced to work together and act an assortment of scenes from a drama. It's like, this sounds like you were forced to go to band camp. I know. Um, There was... They were also made aware of a traitor walked among them. What could the tr- motive of the traitor and why are they all being forced to act? Unable to fully trust anyone whose hand will she take in the end. So it sounded to me kind of interesting, like traitor as in someone's going to get murdered. And I know that that makes me seem like the bad person. Like, why do I want my my teammates to be murdered? But that's kind of this, in a sense, in a way, the same premise of Danganronpa. You sign up, you're Makoto, you walk into school. And then you wake up in a classroom and the all of the metal and the doors are bolted down and you don't know why. You walk in and there's your classmates and they basically, Monokuma comes up and is like, here's the way that you can get out of here. And there's traitors among you because somebody will betray you basically. So I was like, cool, that's not the case at all. From the information that I read online, there's no bad endings. There's only one chapter per character. That's a bad ending to me. That's crazy. <laughs> Only one chapter for character, guys. That's Which, crazy. Oh, by the way, thinking about the name, like, to sidebar. So is it, like, the guy, the masked man that's making them, like, do theatrics? Yeah. It's, like, kind of like charade. Yeah. Like, which is why it's called charade. So he's a charade maniac. That yeah. just hit me. That makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, several parts. Like, there's an investigation to see, like, who's possibly, like, the traitor. And, like, you can go to different areas. And then there's, like, the drama. I'm not a super duper fan of the art myself. Um, but, you know, to each its own. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, you can basically just meet with them for a brief time. You'll be acting with them. And then you you know, deep in the relationship. I'm assuming that it's not one of the main guys or if it's one of the main, like the secret route is the traitor. I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other because I can't say for a fact. I will say though, to stay like, to have everybody on the stream for this really, really long period of time. And it's a game that has no bad endings and no, um, you know, it's a one long common route. That's kind of not- Is there in- gameplay? 
No, there is not gameplay. I mean, the gameplay itself. It sounds like it is. Yeah, there's not really. Like, in the same way that there was gameplay in Even If Tempest. Okay, I see. So, yeah, because when it says like, you're investigating, that's like what triggered me to think that. There was a, so much uproar and everybody complained and then they gave the fake thing. Here's the problem that I personally have is that everybody still bought it. Like nobody was like, they were like that, what dicks? And they were like, purchase. I like, and Wait, was there a pre-order already? Yeah, pre-order. Some people bought oh, the wow. limited edition and the regular. And I don't get that. Like, I think I'm gonna buy one or the other. If there's multiple limited editions, I think that makes sense. But it's like, I'm not I'm not ordering this, the regular and the limited edition. I don't get that, personally. You get, <laughs> yeah, cause you get the regular game with the limited. The limited, okay. Like, and I'm not saying that you can't buy multiple, like the limited edition things, cause they come with different like accessories inside. That's fine. I just don't see why you'd buy the regular. Like you're giving them double the money and you can only play one at just- a time. Like that's so crazy. I do think they just want to support because that's another thing is like whenever something like this happens to where Otomate, Axis, Idea Factory, whoever messes something up or something goes bad, you have half of the fans being like, shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Nobody say anything because if you say something, they're just going to stop giving us games. And like, that's not true. Like That's not how that works. And then the other half of people are like, we got to stop this. Like, we can't just let them do whatever they want to us like we make up a large percentage of their audience and their revenue and i can tell you guys we have seen their sales and the u.s is doing just as many sales as japan so they're not going to over some little twitter comments do anything because in japan they also complain on twitter and stuff just like us like i don't know why we need to pretend like everything's perfect when it's not because nothing's going to get improved if you do that yeah that's what gets me is that they'll say like there's always always comments like oh if we say anything they're gonna stop localizing i think from we have to think from the the consumer to business side like they actually need the western audience they don't in comparison to like konami and ruby party otomate and access and idea factory are not in the same even competing arena in terms of sales and i don't mean that in like a way to crap on otomate it's a fact like other games that are coming out the gate are doing better in sales they have to come over here and ask for the money because you people are willing to buy pretty much it anyway and so again i'm not saying don't buy the games if you like them i'm just saying if you think oh if we complain they'll stop they won't they need the money they first the game already exists so it's not like all they're doing now when they localize it is to first of all make back the money it costs to localize and then secondly make back any losses so that they can keep making the game that's how we get here Yes, so because like Tokimeki, they're coming out of the gate like for Konami, among the many other things that they do. I just found out they did Dance Dance Revolution, like they're big. Um, But also they're in a lawsuit, might add that as a mini story, maybe that can be in another Osume news. Um, But basically they're coming out the gate with like 100,000 in sales for girl side Tokimeki. Um, And when we're seeing Otomate titles, other like, okay, we had, there was Brothers Conflict, that one did like decent, not 100,000, but like decent. And then when they did Hakuoki, that was the first game that um, Otomate released in that visual novel style. So Brothers Conflict, as you know, is not like Tokimeki, but it's more similar in the sense that there is a stat building element, but it is more story heavy than like Tokimeki. So then when Hakuoki came out, it was like just full story. 
That one hit for some reason in Japan. It did like 100,000 sales, it was amazing. So they released more Hakuoki stuff and then they started changing the scope of their work and going to this visual novel style that we see now. And unfortunately, since Hakuoki, they haven't had a hit like that since. Like it's been like 10,000 sales or 20,000 sales most. Compared to like 100,000, it's definitely low. So that's why they, you see them coming to the US because they can pick up another 10 or 20,000 sales to bring it to like 40,000 total sales yeah. instead of just 20,000 sales. So they need this market. They they're doing this to make money. They're not they're not going to get scared away by people speaking in English saying that they don't like something. They're not going to suddenly stop releasing games here. It would have nothing to do with that, just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> like and I know the argument sometimes goes as like, well, Ochime is getting anime like yeah, I'm saying, like, we've seen some of these animes, like, Utano Prince did as well, and they don't do, they do still gaming style. Like, it just depends on what they feel is profitable in the moment or what can sell merch, and then everybody's like, yes, yes, I want that. Tokimaki does super phenomenally well, and they didn't need to have an anime, because they don't need to. Why would I sign these rights away? I don't need to have Yeah, one that. thing I've noticed with Konami is like if they don't need to do something extra, they just won't. They like prefer to just stay in Japan, so they just do. If they don't want to do an anime, they just don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> whereas with Otome, it's like they need to diversify. They need to localize. They need to take these opportunities because they need to release a bunch of merchandise and limited because they need extra funds to keep running and like growing the company. Yeah. And I would just say like, again, if you want some them to listen and do what you ask, other companies have definitely learned and changed formulas and because the audience was so dead set against it, it's not that Ultimate can't. So stop being like, well, they're not going to care. They, can, they care because they want your money. So you, if you stop buying the stuff, then they'll change it. It's, well, that's what I would do if I, I feel like my game's not being bought. That means I'm not doing something correct and they need to change it. Duh. Like, that's it. Yeah, which to me, I, I don't know what it's like inside of an Ultimate office, but it doesn't seem like they're too, like, cause they did it when it came to Hawkwoki, cause Hawkwoki did well, so they're like, let's change the style. But then when it, it never did well again with any of the other games, they never went back to the gameplay. Yeah. I don't know if that's because they like cut off a section of development for that because it was just cheaper to move forward in this more visual novel style. Um, I don't know, but yeah, just food for thought. The only thing that makes companies um, either change or go out of even go out of business would be not getting sales. Um, it's not Twitter comments. So, but yeah, that's it for Charade Maniacs. Um, and then the last like mini story we had was about Voltage scamming people on Nintendo Switch. So obviously you already know it's a scam because like in Love 365, when you add up everything to buy in like a game, it'd be like $150, but they sell the full game in like better quality on Switch for like 20 bucks. So that's already a scam, but they have delved into the world of DLC recently. So like just added content and usually they price it normally and comparably with the app. So they have like an extra special that wasn't included in the main game. They charge like $1.99 for it. Recently, Yana pointed out to me that she found a special that's like $1.99 on the store. And how much was it on in Nintendo Switch? Um, like $6.99 and one was $11.99. And it was just like one story. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like a pricing issue or what, but I just want you guys to know that if you see that, like 
double check and maybe play that special on Love365. That's literally all there was to that story, but we just wanted to throw that in there. Hey guys, um, we are back. It is a new day now because yesterday, or no, it wasn't yesterday, it was Saturday when we originally filmed this and our cameras were getting full and we had some appointments coming up. So we are filming the last bit of this on a new day. That's why we look different. But um, the last topic we wanted to talk about was just general drama in the Otome community online, specifically Twitter, because um, it seems like almost every week somebody has something to say about the term Otome, what it means, um, and they get kind of up in arms if somebody wants to classify their game as an Otome, and you can change the gender of the MC, or there happens to be one female love interest, and they say that's why there's BL games, that's why there's a Mare, and you can't do that, you can't classify it as Otome. And while I understand the confusion, because there's not a lot of clarity, especially here in the West, the history, the facts, and what actual Japanese companies classify as Otome um, tells a different story, that it's not quite so strict. So I just kind of wanted to go over some points with you guys on that today. Um, I took point on some research for this, because this is something that me and Yana had both tweeted about and pretty much gotten eviscerated for, um, and no one was listening to us. So I just wanted to talk about it in longer form and kind of like make our points that we found, because um, we've done a lot of research in Japanese. Both Yana and I um, have taken Japanese extensively in college. My bachelor's degree is in Japanese. I have multiple friends who um, are very plugged into the Japanese gaming scene. I consulted a few of those people as well. They wanted to remain anonymous but I have all my findings collected for you guys I just wanted you to know my sources um, so first of all let's go back to when the first Otome game was made that was Angelique and it was released as a neo romance Otome game so new romance this was back in 1994 and um, Angelique was made during a time when video games were kind of seen as something for men and for boys. It wasn't really for girls. So the whole um, spark behind the idea of Angelique was to make something for the girls. Kind of like shoujo manga, who, who predates Otome games, it was very much taking inspiration from shoujo anime and manga. So that's where we get the first Otome game. And it was not like strictly defined as even romance, because as we know, not all shoujo even has romance. Um, and I also want to point out that lots of prevalent shoujo series, such as, for example, Cardcaptor Sakura, do portray um, relationships that are not necessarily heterosexual. Like, for example, Toya and Yuki. Um, Tomio seems to have some feelings for Sakura. Um, but there is also heterosexual romance in it as well between her and Shadon, so it's not like so strict. Anyways, going back to that, then when you go and you look at actual Japanese websites, Japanese review sites, Japanese gaming sites, retro gaming sites, um, sites that sell these games, they list Otome as a broad category. Um, so when you're looking for Otome games, like for example, the first time I ran into this is when I was trying to find like an archival of all of the DS games that had been released that were classified as Otome. And on that list, um, we had a lot of different things. We had princess games, we had cooking games, we had games for girls because Otome means maiden, like a young girl in Japanese. So these are basically games that are targeted at young maidens. Um, and that doesn't have to be necessarily one specific heterosexual romance, one female protag that's on the screen with a slew of only male um, love interests. So from there, 
Um, I kind of want to talk about when things took a shift and when Otome became became mainly that, mainly a female um, female main character and male allies. So and romance specific, not. Um, gameplay and stuff as much anymore. And that was with the release of Hawk Loki. So Hawk Loki is created by a company called Otomate. So that's another thing is Otome and Otomate sound very similar. So I think to a lot of newer fans, it's synonymous to them. It's like Otome is what Otomate is producing and that is the strict guidelines of what it is. Um, but that's not necessarily the case as before that they released games such as Brothers Conflict, um, which has some BL elements in it between the twins and there's a lot of gameplay and it's not your typical like Otomate that you see nowadays. With the release of Hawk Loki though, it was the first time that they went just a straight visual novel route and that performed really, really well for them. They got huge sales, like 100,000 units, which was not previously seen for Otomate. That was more so seen um, with like Tokimeki games. They were getting 100 to 200K units um, and when they saw themselves in that realm, they were like, okay, we're on to something. Let's keep releasing Hakuoki titles, of course, and also let's ma um, match that style for our new games. Um, and in doing that, they did see some success, but they didn't ever see the success that Hakuoki had again. Um, or even Brothers Conflict. Like Brothers Conflict, I think it sold around 68,000 units. Um, so obviously worse than Hakuoki, but their new games are selling around 10 to 20,000 units. So I don't think that was necessarily the right direction for them to go in personally, but that's an opinion. Um, that is just what happened. Um, and that's when they started coming over to the West because they needed to make up for sales. So that's when Otomate started really heavily localizing and they could pick up another 10 to 20,000 units. So again, we're seeing that the Western audience is now just as important to them as the Japanese audience. And then together they're selling 40,000 units versus like 20,000. Um, and then that's when we start to see this shift of like, now they're, because it's quicker to release these straight visual novel types, they're releasing them like constantly, multiple a year. And so in doing that, um, that kind of dominated the market, even in Japan, like they're releasing a heavy amount of games compared to other Japanese companies. So that's when you start to see that prevalence. So when you're searching things like what is Otome, like Otome game to wa, Otome game wa nani in Japanese, you see this definition um, of Otome games are story-based games targeted towards women and then after that it says usually this is a female main character with male allies so it says usually so not all of the time it's just it has become common is another thing they said in the japanese sites that i read that it is this way so once again we're seeing like it's not a strict definition like a lot of western fans are perpetuating and using to tear down indie companies or anybody else who would like to have um, the option to switch their gender at the beginning of the game or maybe just have one love interest that is female. Um, so there are fans in the West and in Japan who want it to be just a woman ally or woman MC and male allies and they don't want anything else to it. And there's been sensitive vocal fans in both of both nationalities talking about this. Um, so it is some people's opinion that that's what it should be, but the history shows, the facts shows, the Japanese companies themselves show that that's not necessarily the case. And again, with the Japanese companies, like for example with Hakuoki, 
they didn't list themselves as an Ochme game on retail sites. They list themselves as a Jose Muque action adventure. So the idea that Jose Muque is the broad title and Otome is a narrow title, that is not the case on Japanese gaming sites. Otome is the broad title, Jose Muque action adventure, school life dating sim for Tokimeki. These are the specific terms that are being used. So Otome is not a specific term. So you see a little bit of a dissonance between these select fans who are being very vocal about wanting it to be one way and what actual Japanese companies themselves, the facts and the history, show. One other thing I want to address is um, a lot of times people will say, well, if they add one female love interest, it's Amare. An Amare game to me, um, I would be, it's a new term. It's not something that like a lot of companies are using, but I would say it would be a half and half situation. Like for example, in Story of Seasons, when you have bachelors and bachelorettes, um, that would be an Amare situation to me. Um, the whole thing, going back to the beginning of what Otome was, it was bringing shoujo manga style things to life. So a game that has a shoujo feel and style, just because you can switch the gender of the protag doesn't make it not a shoujo um, and doesn't make it not something that typically the feminine interested person would enjoy. So that's why I don't think that argument really holds up. Um, it doesn't become a boys love game all of a sudden. Um, there's not two boys on screen um, having romance, kiss scenes and all of that. That's um, not what it is. And specifically when I say um, what it is, I'm talking about our own game that's coming up, Snow Kiss Romance, um, because we want to have the option for the MC to change their gender identity and pronouns. And that's when people came for us and said, how dare you consider yourself an Otome company if you want to do something like that? And well, this is, where we're daring to. This is why, <laughs> because the history, the facts, and Japanese companies themselves show that Otome is not a strict term. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to like say all of that. Yana, do you want to add any thoughts? Because I know I just like went off. I just no. have notes and I just wanted to make myself clear. <laughs> no, that's actually true. That's how I feel as well, is that Otome is a broader term, not the granular term. So you could be Otome and Amari at the same time. It's not either or. And that was kind of our points that we're making before. Like you can actually do both. Yeah. You can't no one's going to stop you from both or saying like, well, I wouldn't classify. That's fine that you opinionatedly don't classify it that way. I can't stop you from what you feel is Otome or not. However, factually speaking, this is what it is. So if you present feminine energy, but you don't identify as a female or a male, but you're non-binary, that's excluding people out of a group. That's not how it works. You playing, you know, as a female doesn't change that somebody else can play as well as in the game or BL. Girls and lots of women love BL and Yaoi all the time. That's because it's targeted to them. It's all under the same umbrella. So I agree to the same sentiments. It's not set in stone. Otome is the broader terms. The other terms, Josie and <clears throat> Amare, um, all of those fit under the granular terms. So I agree the same way. And I hope that people just kind of stop trying to separate it that way or getting so on it on both fandoms they're like no it has to be this way it's like no your, your opinion is your opinion and that's fine i'll respect that but don't shove it down people's throats or getting up in arms i just seen sometimes the tweets can get a lot they're like look at this person they don't know what they're talking about like factually speaking they probably can be correct so that's my feeling yeah it, and it's yeah it's not that we're trying to say that if you only like to play the ultimate style of games and that's what you want to see from the future of Otome that's fine, you can have that opinion, but the facts and the history show that other people's opinions are also valid. Um, so I just don't like to see like the really 
hateful, like venomous type of tweets. It's just like very like harshly stating, I can't stand people who do X, Y, Z, or these people are idiots. Um, and because people who think that way were actually well-educated, researched on the topic. And um, it seems like it might be you that isn't. <laughs> but anyways, uh, not you as in Yana, but you as in who t were tweeting us yeah, like that. I but, you. Uh, there were several people who were just very, very mean. They would tweet on every single one of our tweets. We had to like block them. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that's what I like to say. <laughs> uh, you, there has to be a limit to like, you can say your opinion, but there gets harassment and that happens sometimes in this community and I'm just oh, like, I don't, I don't take things to the harder I won't respond to you, but like, let's calm down. Like, we're not, you don't know these people in real life. And even if you did, like, again, grow up. I know, like when we were first um, having that, going through that, we were just like, do we even want to be like associated with the term Otome? Because here in the West, like, people are just so Nasty. crazy about it. Um, but we ended up coming to the conclusion of, no, let's just like explain our points um we're not gonna back down and like have something that we love be ripped away from us just because yeah. you guys think it's one way um but yeah no hate to anybody don't come for anybody but just know that where we're coming from and just we can agree to disagree if you really just strongly don't like things one way but yeah that's basically it for that topic um, and yeah, also don't hate indie developers because the whole thing that sprung this up was that Reddit post, like somebody was an indie Otome developer and they were like, hey, what do you guys think if I had one of the character, like one ally option, like a secret route be a female? And people were like, that's disgusting. You wouldn't play it. It's not Otome. And then it spurs the train again. Um, they were just innocently asking if people, what people thought of it. They weren't like asking to be hated on. So yeah. Anything else to add? No, I think that's it and that wraps up our Otome news. That wraps up this episode. Yeah, that's our first episode back is Latte and Film Season 2. Look forward to our next episode. It's going to be us breaking down a route that the other person chose for each other. I'm going to be playing Kyohei from Scandalous Spotlight and Yana's going to be playing Shuya from My Private Homeroom. So look forward to that next and then we have lots of Starcross Smith coming up after that. But yeah, talk to you guys later. Bye. Want more Latte and Foam? Check out youtube.com forward slash at Latte and Foam. That's L-A-T-T-E-A-N-D-F-O-A-M for more videos featuring Kayla and Yana discussing Otome, anime, manga, and more. And don't forget to check out our latest Otome game, My Love For You Is Evermore. Search Evermore on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to enjoy.